What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. Ray, my man, how we doing? We are continuing on with our position rankings today. We got the corners, a really deep, really good group. Yeah, this is deep is like the way you mentioned it. I think it's perfect. Uh, I feel like the sweet spot of this draft for cornerbacks, I feel like in that 20 to like 40 range, I feel like a lot of these guys are going to fly off the board. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a run on them in the 20s. So um curious to see what order they go in. I feel like a lot of people have them, have them like tiered differently. I feel like we're going to have them tiered a lot differently as well. So, but I feel like there's um like ranking wise are different, but I feel like they're all, a lot of them are in the same tier. You know what I mean? I don't see any of these guys as like top 10 picks like we've seen in the years past. Like I don't think I would rank any of these guys uh, in that saw Stingley level or even in the um, Witherspoon Gonzalez level of last year. So I'm curious to see where, how high they can go. Yeah, I completely agree. I have eight guys with mid round one, to early round two grades. So like you said, at that sweet spot of late 20, late teens, 20s to 40s, I think I had a lot of those guys ranked in similar spots. And I agree. I think um, the flavors of each of these guys is going to determine who goes first. I think kind of what we've seen over the past month or so is that Terran Arnold's kind of been the favorite consensus to go number one. But I do think there are a few other guys who are uh, who are in the mix. And we talk about it like uh, before the pod and whatnot, but combines can be a, a massive, I feel like, for being able to uh, properly, like, properly tier these guys in particular. So um, there are a lot of just freaks that, from by all accounts. Though. I feel like Quint, they say Quinion Mitchell, they, Daniel Jeremiah heard him say if he runs in the 4-3-5, four, three, four, three, he's going to be pissed, which is pretty crazy. So um, big week for the combine. What was that next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. should be a good one. Um, let's get right into it. We got top sevens coming out, and then we have a lot of guys to to go through. So we'll we'll mention a bunch of guys after our top seven. But Ray, who you got at number seven? Uh, for me, I got Annis Rakestraw Jr. from uh, Missouri at number seven. He's a six foot, one hundred eighty eight pounds. He's a lot longer than six, like uh, longer arms than you would think for six foot as well. Uh, Redshirt Jr. from Texas. He came out as a three star recruit and. He was actually a true fresh, a starter as a true freshman as well. So I think he's at 32 starts across four years. Um, he missed his sophomore year too, so I think that's where he had the red shirt. Uh, this past season, he played nine games with eight starts. Uh, just some stats to talk about this uh, in 2022. We'll start first. Uh, he went he had 30 tar- uh, 30 catches allowed on 51 targets, 395 yards with three touchdowns allowed, one pick, 10 pass breakups, and four penalties. And he really improved on those numbers drastically this year. Like I said, only nine games, but 18 of 28, 197 yards with one touchdown, no picks, and only two pass breakups, which is a little concerning, but we'll get to that later. Uh, I mentioned the length. I really do love the length, and not even that, just the physicality. Uh, He's super comfortable playing at the line of scrimmage and using his hands to reroute receivers. Um, He's also... In terms of physicality and tackling, he may be the best tackler, I think, on this list that we talk about, and he'll let you know it too. He he has that dog in him, which I think in, at a quarterback, a cornerback position is kind of – I'm not sure if it's necessary, but I think it, it it's definitely bumps you up as a cornerback in my opinion. I think he has that competitive fire, and in a position where it's just one-on-one, you versus the man in front of you, I think it really does help uh, elevate your talent a little bit. Uh, this Missouri defense, they played a lot of uh, – they were like a real multiple looks uh, type of defense too. So he's comfortable playing at the line of scrimmage. He plays off. They get, I think he's a little 
they leave a little bit to desired in his off coverage. Um, and But he's also played 100-plus snaps in the slot, too. So he's someone that can move around the defense, be a chess piece sort of deal. Um, on the cons side, he can, he can get a little handsy downfield. I feel like in particular at like the route stem, he kind of leans on receivers, which allows uh, them to cross his face. And when they do, I feel like he can get a little grabby. Uh, I think he only had three penalties this season, but I feel like that could get called a little bit more at the next level. We do know these refs love to make it about them. And then uh, ball skills. Only one pick the last two seasons, none this past season, and only two pass breakups. So it it's not – I feel like – Ball skills in my evaluation of cornerbacks are starting to come up, I think, in importance levels. I don't need the picks, but you just got to look comfortable making plays on the football. I feel like th- that area for him in particular leaves a little bit to be, to be desired. Um, and then I'm just curious how he tests overall. I think he's a fine athlete, but uh, I would say he's probably the worst athlete on the list of people I'm going to name. So I am curious to see some of those testing numbers that he has. But for me, I think he's a cornerback, too, at the next level. Uh, there's going to be some growing pains early on, but I think he'll be a solid starting cornerback in the NFL. Yeah, I got Rake Straw at six. I really liked his game. Um, I completely agree with you. I think for him, more than any of the guys that I watched, especially in my top seven, the athletic testing is going to be very, very important for him. But when you see him on the football field, he's just a damn good football player. He's got a really high IQ. Just He knows how to take away space using technique so well. I think he's one of the most technically sound guys that I watched with his hands and his footwork. He just really understands how wide receivers want to attack him, and he read and reacts really well. You said you mentioned his aggressiveness in the run game. I mean, those are the plays that you notice first. There are, He erases screens. He diagnoses screens as well as anybody in this class, and he gets underneath blockers, the wide receivers, and makes tackle behind the line of scrimmage. Really, really impressive in that aspect. Um, you mentioned the three-year starter. He's improved every single season, which I really like to see. He only allowed five first downs all season, which just speaks to how good he was all year. And then I have he's a smooth mover, really quiet backpedal. He can open the hips, and he looks very comfortable playing the position. The cons, I wrote the exact same thing as you. Not a, not a traditional ball hawk. In that sense, only one career interception over his college career. I do think that he does play the ball well, but he just doesn't come up with them. So I think I think there is an area for him to to grow in that aspect because I don't think he looks like uncomfortable going up for going up for balls. So we'll see about that. Can get grabby downfield. I also had that his long speed isn't elite. I think he's got enough to play on the outside, but not an elite speed guy. And then some some injury history with him tore his ACL in 2021. And then he had the groin injury where he missed a couple games this year too. Um, right now, I have a late round one, early round two grade. And I think depending on his athletic testing, if he doesn't test as well as some of these other guys, he probably falls into round two somewhere in the first 50 picks. But again, like you said, cornerback two, really good player. And uh, I think he'll be in this top seven corners drafted. Yeah, I think we pretty much have the, him as like, the same type of player. I think I have like a top 50 grade on him as well. So uh, definitely someone who I think he's going to be solid. I think defensive coordinators are just going to love the physicality and that uh, toughness he, pl- he brings to the table. Right. For me at seven, I got TJ Tampa from Iowa State. 6'2", 200 pounds is a big, big physical corner. Had two interceptions, six pass breakups, 240 yards allowed this year on 
reception percentage. Uh, he was 97th percentile in force incompletion percentage this year, just had a great season. Um, I know we kind of went back and forth on this about his athletic testing. I think he's an elite athlete, honestly, a former wide receiver and basketball player. It shows in his movement skills. I think he's going to be a combine riser. I think this guy could jump 40 inches at the combine. Um, maybe the changing of direction at his size is going to be a little bit of an issue, but I think for a 200 pound corner, he does move pretty well. Um, I think he's got scheme versatility and press man coverage. He's excellent at the line of scrimmage jamming plays, um, but he actually plays in more off coverage, which I thought was surprising. So I think come the NFL, if they're looking to press him up more, I think his game can really grow. And then the length is just outstanding on him. He, he makes some pass breakups that only he can make in this class just because how long his arms are. Even when he gets beat, he's still working towards the football. Um, so I, I really enjoyed watching him. He's a, he's a damn good football player. For me right now, some of the negatives, he plays too high sometimes. He's a big corner, like I said, and his back pedal, he's a little too upright. I think that is maybe where the change of direction issue is going to come. He's playing too upright, and he's a bigger corner. He's got to sink his hips a little bit more, play with better leverage, and then he can turn and run a little bit easier. Um, I also wrote opening up the hips is inconsistent. He'll loop around instead of opening and taking a good angle. So if he does get beat, I saw this a couple times on like speed outs where he's shading inside, and then he has to loop back around. He wasn't totally comfortable flipping the hips. Um, and then the ball production, turning pass breakups into INTs can get better. I think I can see why he transitioned from wide receiver to, to corner. Um, I think he's got decent enough hands, but I would like to see him convert. He dropped a couple a couple easy ones. Yeah, I, I mean, for he's just outside my top seven. I think he's either eight or nine for me. Um, we view him a little differently. So uh, for me, I personally think he's – a scheme specific type of player. I think you want him in a scheme where he plays a lot of zone. I love his eyes, his eye discipline. I think that's where he's at his most comfortable. I think he's good at uh, reading and reacting to routes in front of him and then being able to make the plays on the football there. Um, I think I do like how he gets to play press, but I feel like he's more of that, that cloud, that cloud zone role. I think I'd want him to play um, more so than being left on an Island press man. Cause I do question the athleticism overall. And I think it's mainly changing, um, changing directions and stuff like that. I think that's probably one of the most important traits for a cornerback, if not the most important. So I'm curious to see what his three cone and like shuttle times are going to be. That really will help. Um, I guess maybe just be able to properly rate him. And maybe, maybe it turns out that you're right. He's going to test like, well, we'll see. Um, I do think he's got good ball skills. I don't think, for me, I don't personally get obsessed with the interception numbers. I do know what you mean. He does leave a lot to be desired, but I think he does. He's good at uh, undercutting balls and really just dis dislodging them from the receivers. Um, and then in regards to his length, and you saying that he only like there are some pass breakups only going to be made by him. I personally think it's kind of just due to the lack of overall athleticism. I think that the length is almost like a it makes up for the lack of his lack of athleticism more so. So I think if he was even a little bit twitch more athletic those pass breakups would turn into interceptions so that's really what concerns me i don't think he's a man cornerback i don't i really wouldn't trust him on an island i've told you this comp i view him as like a martin emerson type who really has turned into a really good pro so really good pro a, a sick comp but i view him as like a um sick, coming um, out it is, i mean it is a sick comp I, <laughs> it's good 
but I think as a prospect wise, that's how I view him. So I think he's kind of like a back end of round two, early day three type player. And I think you want him in a, a, a really specific scheme. I, I personally think it's someone like the Steelers, I think him in opposite of like Joey Porter jr. Would be pretty, uh, pretty good fit for him. I think, you know, the Steelers love the physicality and length. So um, I do think he's a good player, but I guess I view him a little differently than you do. Yeah. I'm, I'm also curious. NFL teams use him. Like we've been saying, um, I think this guy could be a real chess piece guarding tight ends with his, with his bigger size. So um, I think he's got round two written all over him just with his physical upside. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see come combine time what he actually looks like. Who you got at number six? I got Nate Wiggins from Clemson at six. <laughs> it's your boy. Um, 6'2", 185. He's a true junior. He was the number 222 overall recruit out of Georgia. Played basketball in high school, too, and the natural athleticism shows. I think he's probably the best athlete. We're going to talk. He's just raw athlete we're going to talk about on this list. Uh, he's got 18 starts and 34 games played over his three-year career. Uh, and this past season, he really took a jump and really improved from his uh, sophomore campaign. He 18 to 41, that's a 44% target uh, reception percentage, 176 yards with one touchdown, two interceptions, four pass breakups, and only one penalty. Um, he missed a few games in the middle of the year, too. I don't really know what the injury was. Was Do you know, Sauce, off the top of your head? Did he get a foot injury? Um, regardless, th- like I said, this guy is probably the best athlete on this list he's a smooth mover uh he's able to transition from back pedal to a, a full sprint with ease he's got loose hips um and i think the the real highlights of his season were those chase down tackles that he had to save touchdowns um i i know one for sure was against north carolina where he punched the ball out and got the uh a touchback like throughout the back of the end zone which was insane and i think another one came against florida state where it, he knocked the ball loose but they recovered it so didn't work out the best for him that time, but he's a true outside corner. Um, he does a really good job of using the uh, sideline and extra defender too, which I think uh, is a good feel for the position and really helps him out. Some of the negatives though with him, I don't like his work at the line of scrimmage right now. Uh, he really doesn't get his hands on receivers at all. And he just relies on his pure athleticism to be able to recover and just stick with guys. I think as he gets older and more matures, he's going to have to learn to use that length and just nat- and just to help ease his natural athleticism so he doesn't have to do all the work like that um he's i think he can kind of struggle to locate the ball downfield when he's like face guarding someone Uh, i think his length makes up for it but he doesn't really have the best ball skills especially in terms of coming down with interceptions i feel like down the field i think he does his best work when he has his eyes on the quarterback he's able to read like that and then in the run game he can get washed out way too easy he doesn't have any real take on skills i feel like with wide receivers and if he, I said, if he had that dog that Rake Straw had in him, this is a top three cornerback in this class for me. But I feel like there's the, I don't know if the softness is the nicest way to put it, but that's just the first word that comes to my mind. I think in the cornerback position, I feel like I want a little bit more, a little bit more dog in him. So for me, I think this is a true boomer bust type of player. I think in three years we can come back and I can look like a fucking idiot when having him this low. But um, for me, the, I think he's got a little bit of a lower floor. And that's what concerns me. So, uh, yeah, number six for me. Yeah, Boomer Bus is right. This is who I have at number one. Um, I really enjoyed watching Nate Wiggins. I had him, um, I believe, at four over summer, and he did nothing but improve this season. And I just really enjoyed watching his tape. Um, you mentioned the pros, 
long, rangy corner, really good bend of fluidity and speed. This guy has speed in, in spades. You mentioned the chase down fumbles. I mean, he had Omarion Hampton had 20 yards on him and he caught him from the 35. Like those plays are just insanely impressive. Um, but what I what I really love is is what he does in, in off coverage. He's really good in press and bail. Um, looks the best when he can click and close coming downhill. Um, I was surprised to see that he played almost 60% in man coverage, which was by far the most of the guys I watched. So I really appreciated how he wanted to be on number one wide receivers all season. Um, easy to flip the hips and turn and run with minimal contact. He does a really good job of keeping his hands off wide receivers, um, and keeping him on his hip and just keeping his eyes in the backfield. I know you mentioned that as a con. I also wrote that he doesn't touch guys when he's in press coverage, but I think this is something that can easily be taught. I think he does an outstanding cover, outstanding job in coverage without even using his hands at this point. And I think once a coach gets with him and shows him how physical he actually can be, plus his athletic upside, I think he's going to take off in the NFL. Um, and then the last thing I wrote for for strengths, this guy uses the sideline as well as anybody in the class. I mean, he uses it as a second defender on almost every play. He loves to shade towards the inside and knows he can recover on back shoulder balls to the outside. But even those deep shots, he is consistently forcing wide receivers to the out-of-bounds marker, which I just love. He just plays with excellent technique in that aspect. The weaknesses I mentioned, the physicality, um, I think I want him to to get a little bit more physical, especially at the line of scrimmage, and I think especially at the catch point too. Um, I think he does go up hard for some balls, but um, maybe a little bit left to be desired compared to some other guys. And then the tackling in the run game. I don't think he's soft in coverage, but he is soft in the run game. He doesn't want to tackle anybody, which, you know what, for corners, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> it's nice. I love when our corners can tackle on the outside. We always talk about how great Darrell Rebus was at, at tackling uh, in the run game, but you got to guard all these guys out in space. I don't really care that he can't tackle. I mean, for me, I, I understand what you're saying with your point. Like, cause if you're a shutdown corner, I could give two fucks less, right. but in order to get on the field, in the NFL and like, especially through like the early career bumps and bruises with in his just natural coverage ability, just being an absolute dud in tackling is going to piss a lot of people off for sure. And I feel like that's where that bus potential can come in, in my opinion. Fair enough. Well, we'll see, right? We will see. Um, we're moving on to number five. Who you got at number five? Wait, did you do your number six yet? Yeah, I had Rake Straw at six. Okay, word. Uh, so at five is going to be his teammate, uh, Chris Abrams Drain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, God I, damn, Ray. I fucking love this guy. At dude. least buy me dinner first. Jesus. Um, so he's a redshirt junior. He was a four-star recruit out of Alabama. His official measurements, 5'11 and 3 eighths, only 173 pounds, but he's got 31 and an eighth inch arms as well. Um, this guy is a former wide receiver who transitioned to cornerback position, and it shows this past season he was, I think, first in the SEC and fifth in college football and passed breakups per game with 1.3. So his stats, 24-51, that's 47% reception percentage for 324 yards, three touchdowns allowed, four picks, 11 pass breakups. Um, and, and this guy, his ball skills are, I think, the best in this class. There's legit no panic to this game, and his ability to 
playing trail man man coverage to be able to get his head around, locate the ball, and make a play on it with zero grab and panic to his game. I think it's it's something that translates to the NFL immediately. Uh, I saw in the LSU game, I think it was, there was two or three times where neighbors had like a, a little step on him in the end zone. He was able to get his head around and make a play on the ball. I fucking love that about him. Uh, no grabbing. So I think that's going to translate uh, immediately. He's a high IQ player too. He's comfortable playing in press man or off coverage zone. I think in zone in particular, his eyes and his ability to diagnose route concepts in front of him and click and close is really, really good. Um, this guy's versatile in terms of scheme and role. I know some people think he's more better suited as a nickel. I think just because of that 173 pounds, probably scaring some people off, but I think he can play outside or in. And uh, he can play man or zone coverage. I think he's probably better in zone right now, but his ability to uh, his recovery speed to get downfield and just ability to locate the ball when on an island, I think is really something that's it's going to play in the NFL. Um, I saw a tweet. I think it was from Nagy. He was a second fastest player GPS wise at the Senior Bowl too. I think he ran like twenty one point three miles per hour. So this is a guy who's going to be able to run. He's going to test where I think the speed and the length. It's going to be able to, I think it's going to translate to someone who can play outside on an island. Um, I know that weight, he's going to have to get up a little bit. I think if he can play around 180, I think that that'll be more than enough. I think it'll be fine. Um, some of the cons, the size and weight overall is going to be an issue. I think even downfield, sometimes some guys can like just some big X receivers can kind of uh, alpha him a little bit and go up and get it, but he's, he's still always in really good position. Um, and then the technique at the line of scrimmage, it's definitely, I think that's where he loses the most is when he's in trying to get hands on someone in press man. He can just kind of whiff and uh, they can beat him on the release. But still, uh, this is a guy, I view him as a, uh, a starting cornerback from day one. I think he's an outplay his draft position a lot. He, re- he reminds me of Trent McDuffie, to be honest with you. So uh, CB5 for me, and I think he's got a high floor. Uh, he's a high floor player. He's going to be an NFL starter. Ooh, man. Put your balls on the table. I like it. Gotta do um, it, bro. I do not have James Drain in my top seven. Um, I have him at 10. Um, but I really enjoyed his film as well. I have a I have a round three grade on him right now. Um, I really like what you said. Good click and close ability. He really fires downhill. Um, he is ultra aggressive coming downhill and he's ultra aggressive at the catch point. He really looks to attack the hands, which I really enjoy. And then the change of direction you mentioned really fluid, really easy for me right now. Why I have him a little lower. Some of these guys, um, not an overly long corner. I think I, I'm in that camp. Like you said, I prefer him to be in the slot at the next level. I think there were just too many big plays that he gave up, especially in the red zone. I felt like quarterbacks almost hunted him in the red zone. It's a little bit different. Obviously, he's got another really good corner and rake straw on the other side, so maybe he gets hunted a little bit more down in the red zone. But I think a move to the slot would really help him in that aspect. And then, like you said, the press technique isn't great. One, he's not that long. And two, the hand placement is a little erratic. So when he misses, he's ultra-aggressive gets over-aggressive, and then he gets beat over the top and gets stacked. I do think he's got good speed, like you said, but um, there were just too many big plays and too many plays down in the red zone that um, I couldn't have him higher than 10. But I do like what you said, extremely high floor player. I think he's going to be dynamite on 
on special teams immediately when he comes into the NFL. So, uh, yeah, he, he's going to be an interesting one for for sure. I mean, just one thing to point out, he's got the same arm length as uh, Quinion Mitchell. I know that's your boy, too. So I think the length, I think the it's more so just weight overall and just overall, like, size. But I think that's so. I think you can put on a little size and I think his length plays personally. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I'm at five here. Uh, the aforementioned Quinion Mitchell is my number five corner here. Six foot, 195. This season had one interception, 14 pass breakups, 290 yards allowed on 44% reception percentage. First thing you notice is the athlete, the elite athletic skills. Uh, he made Bruce Feldman's freakless this past season. He was at number 46. This is what Feldman wrote for him. Mitchell bench pressed 20, 225 pounds 21 times, which is just absurd for a 195-pound corner. He squatted 44 times, had a top speed of 23.58 miles per hour on the GPS this summer. He ran in the four threes uh, twice for NFL scouts in the spring. So this guy is going to be an athletic warrior come combine time. Um, he loves to keep the play in front of him, and he fires downhill to make plays. I think that's partially due to um, competition that he's playing. I mean, the game that he had last year, he had four interceptions. He was literally just baiting the quarterback at Northern Illinois to throw his way and had four picks. Like, that just wouldn't happen if he was playing in the SEC. But when he did get to the Senior Bowl and they really challenged him to play press coverage, he was outstanding. He really locked everybody up, had really good reps against Roman Wilson, who was the number one wide receiver at the senior bowl. So I think he showed a lot of people what he can do. Um, and then the other thing I wrote, the ball skills are elite and he's aggressive at the catch point. He attacks wide receivers hands when trying to force passes up. And he likes to go for the ball too. He has, just has a nose for the football. He's really good at reading quarterbacks eyes. So I think this guy has round one written all over him. Um, for me, some of the negatives, the footwork on the back pedal and the turn and run is a work in progress. I think he's, not the most fluid when he opens his hips right now. And I think that's partially due for how much off coverage he's playing. He really doesn't have to do it. So I think that is going to come with a, a little bit of time and practice. Um, the over-aggressive play style can hurt him on double moves and shiftier wide receivers. He got burnt a couple times trying to read a quarterback's eyes and then gets caught on a double move. And then the tackling in space, I think he had too many one-arm tackles or going low too early. want to see him just stand up, make the tackle, um, but again, like I said, I don't really give a fuck about tackling if you're going to be a shutdown corner. So I think this dude is going to be really, really good. And he's another one athletic testing at the combine is going to be great for him. Yeah. Uh, I haven't met my CV four, so it's a good transition. Um, I agree with almost everything you said. I think his athleticism is very, very good. He's a quick twitch and he's like the type of guy he sees it. He clicks and closes like that. He's able to get downhill really, really fast. Um, and the ball skills is uh, being he had that four interception game, which is kind of crazy, but 14 pass breakups this year uh, outside that. No penalties, too, which I love. And then at the Senior Bowl, there was that one rep. I can't remember who it was. That that pick going back into the end zone, he went up for that ball like he was the wide receiver. He's really comfortable going to make plays on the football. Um, the cons for me, I don't really like how he plays so much off coverage. Uh, it's a little worrisome to me. And just hearing all the rave about his athleticism, it's like, why was he not? Like, you know what I mean? There's, I don't know what, what yeah. it is. And that's what really concerns me is why he's not higher on this list. I think just he was constantly playing like 10 yards off and it just really rubs me the wrong way when corners do that, especially at the group of five level two, 
which is another con, just l- lower level competition, and didn't really have any standout like performances. I know like when Sauce came out as a as a uh, group of five player, at least like, he pl- made the playoffs, and when he played against Alabama, he was locking up Jamison Williams. So that's what really made me comfortable putting him as my CB one that year. Uh, for for him, there's really no performance like that. Uh, he played against Ohio State two years ago. Uh, and he, they went four for four on him with 68 yards and a touchdown. So I know it's like, obviously it's a while back and he's obviously improved, but no, no standout performance is really why he's not in my top three. I view him as a back end of round one type player, but he's going to go earlier than that based on all reports. So I'm curious to see how he ends up and uh, how that transition from Cooper five to the NFL plays out. Yeah, for sure. He's a, he's a fascinating prospect. And I think for him, senior bowl was, was massive to get some of that competition level up. Like, cause like you said, really hadn't played anybody. Um, that was your four. I'm at four now too. I have Kool-Aid McKinstry here at four. Um, I was battling myself for so long about where to put this guy. Cause honestly, I feel like I'm too low on Kool-Aid McKinstry. I feel like everybody's too low on Kool-Aid McKinstry. All he's done the past two seasons has been maybe the number one cornerback in college football. Um, this year, zero interceptions, four pass breakups, 205 yards allowed on 49% reception percentage. Led the country last year with 16 pass breakups. Teams just really didn't want to throw at him this year, and they threw a lot to his counterpart, Terrion Arnold, who we will get to for sure. Um, this is another guy, an elite athlete. He glides around the field with no issues. He can start and stop while mirroring so smoothly. He feels so comfortable in press coverage. He's got a physical punch in the first phase of the release, and then he can win with his footwork in the second half. Uh, He's got good length, and he uses it pretty well. I think um, he's another one that forces forces wide receivers to the sideline really well, like Nate Wiggins does. And then he's physical at the catch point. He goes in hard. He looks to break up passes. He's not one that's going in to try to make an interception. He's going in to make pass breakups, which is great. Um, for me, some of the some of the weaknesses, he can get stacked vertically because he's trying to he tries to play a lot of the underneath stuff and undercut balls. Um, so there are a few plays where he just got stacked vertically and just couldn't get couldn't catch up. He gets a little grabby in those trail situations too, which I want to see him clean up. And then there are just a couple plays where he thinks he knows what's about to come and he's got his eyes in the backfield and he can get fooled by double moves. Um, just giving a little bit too much separation. There are also just plays where he might think it's a vertical route and then a guy cuts across his face, um, which I like him trying to diagnose what offenses are doing to him. It shows that he has a a football mind at least, but um, some of the things just quicker to read and react. But I think this guy is going to be a damn good football player. He's got round round one written all over him too. Um and the other thing I didn't mention, this guy's great at uh, in kick return situations too. Kick return, punt returns. He'll be on the field for you in that aspect too. So I feel like I'm too low on him. He could have easily been in my top two, but I got Kool-Aid at four. Yeah, um, I have him at three, but to be honest, it's more like a two B. Yeah, uh, I, I, I being able to stack, being able to uh, stack him and his teammate was really tough for me. Uh, so I, I settled on him at three, though. I, I think I agree with pretty much everything you said. I love the physicality in particular. I think he's someone who is super aggressive. He has hands on receivers, and it can also be a little bit to a detriment downfield. Uh, I know as a sophomore in particular, he was got, he was a little grabby um, downfield, and I feel like. The stuff that he got away with in college, I don't know if he's going to be able to get away with it in the NFL. Um, 
really good in run support, physical man corner. Uh, the other con I feel like besides uh, just the grabbiness, I think it kind of goes hand in hand, but it's also when he tries to locate the football and get his head around, I feel like that's when he gets even more grabby. So, but he had no penalties this year. So really hard to make that a con too much of a con. Um, I think he's got someone who's got CB one written all over him. I think he can be a, a, a true number one cornerback in, in this league. Um, just, it's just a matter of where he goes. I feel like uh, I, I think he's going to end up going in the mid twenties when, and I feel like in a couple of years, we're going to be like, how the fuck did he fall so far? Cause I, I agree with you. I think he's getting overlooked a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's the Chris Olave. I know Chris Olave went what 12 in the draft 11, but, right? Yeah. Or, something like that. Um, People have seen it for for a few years, and then you get tired of it, and you're just overlooking him because of that, because he was so consistent. Um, I, I I agree. I think this dude's gonna play over his draft spot if he goes in the, in the 20s. Um, that was your three. I'm at three here. I'm assuming this is your number one because it's been your number one for the last two years. I have Cooper DeGene here at three out of Iowa, six one two oh seven, just an absolutely massive massive corner two interceptions four pass breakups 194 yards allowed on a 44 percent reception percentage this is a swiss army knife and in the nfl where it is such a matchup game this is your matchup corner that you can throw on the field and have him play in the slot have him guard tight ends have him play your single high if you need him to um and he's also elite on special teams and you saw that throughout the year what he does on uh in punt return situations mm -hmm. This is an extremely high IQ player, plays with great instincts and great technique. He uses his hands and his feet to direct wide receivers where he wants them to go, and then he's quick to fire downhill. He's another one with the high IQ. He takes great angles when he's coming downhill in the run game. He stack, he stack and sheds like a linebacker. It's so impressive the way he takes on blocks down in the box. It's just it's awesome to watch. And then the last thing I wrote, competitive nature. Tough as hell, willing to stick his nose in and be physical. He will be an instant impact at the next level, guarding tight ends who are game changers, a la the Kelseys, the Sam Laportas, the Dalton Kincaids. He's going to be great for those type of matchups. Um, for me right now, while I have him at three, um, primarily a zone player, and I think this kind of will happen at the, at the next level too, only 16% in man-to-man -man coverage. Um, I just think it's... He doesn't have elite twitch and hip flexibility, I think, to be a full-time outside corner. I do think you can put him outside in specific matchups, but um, against some shiftier wide receivers, I think he might struggle early on. Um, the change of direction just isn't elite. He can struggle with agile route runners, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see at the next level where teams play him because um, – there are just too many quick wide receivers. And if he's out on an island, I feel like teams are going to start to pick on him a little bit. But like I said, instant impact player. This guy is, he's ready made for the NFL. Yeah, I think he's probably the highest floor guy. He is my number one. Um, and it's just, I think it just has to do with that floor. Uh, he could start at five different positions in, on defense, I feel like. And it just, it really wouldn't miss a beat. I do agree. He's going to be a matchup player on the back end. Uh, you can move him inside, outside. I think, I mean, I think this year in particular, he played so much outside corner. I think it was kind of more of like a statement that he wanted to make that he can he can do it and he can hold up. I love the low base he has. He plays within man coverage and, uh, on an island. I think I think he's a little bit more fluid of an athlete than you give him credit for personally. But I do think I think he's a good athlete. I just don't know if like 
he's he, he just doesn't have elite twit like the guys I have either ahead of him or just behind him. I just think are elite, elite twitchy. It's fair. He's a bigger um, guy. He's two oh seven. Yeah, he also is like the biggest. I think he's probably the heaviest corner that we've just that we have on this list too. I think he's even heavier than TJ Tampa, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. But uh, the ball skills, I think, is really what stands out for me, too. Just the, he had, what, like two or three touchdowns two years ago as a sophomore. Uh, only two picks this year, but he plays the ball like a receiver. He really, and he's the physicality he plays with at the catch point, I really do love. Uh, and you mentioned the angles. I think the angles, both in when the ball's in the air and uh, in the run game, the angles are pristine. Uh, he's someone that I think, whether you start him at outside corner, slot corner, safety, doesn't matter. He's going to be a solid starter in the NFL level and really help open up a defense. Right. Um, so we're both at two here now, and I'm assuming we both have Tarion Arnold here. So so go ahead, take away with Tarion. Yeah, so uh, I said it was hard for, to uh, rank him and his teammate, but I ended up putting him at two. I think for me, like because of Kool-Aid McKinstry being on the other side, I think that really helped open him up and take his NFL um I guess prospect status to the next level because he was targeted a fuck ton. Uh, 41 targeted twice se- as much as Kool-Aid. Yeah, 41 of 79, 441 yards, two touchdowns, but he had five picks and 13 passes defended. I think the ball skills this particular season is what really made me put him over Kool-Aid McKinstry. He plays the ball like a wide receiver. Um, I love his ability to undercut routes. And like, that one pick he had, I think it was against Kentucky. He undercut a quick out route, made like a diving interception. So I do love that uh, ability with him. I think he's very, very comfortable in man coverage. Um, he's he's comfortable playing on an island, and I think it shows. I think some of the, um, I guess one more positive, uh, his ability to play inside or outside too. I think it's going to be really, really valuable at the next level. I think he can uh, – follow a wide receiver one into the slot and really doesn't miss a beat. He had 205 snaps out of the slot this past season. Uh, so I think it's probably partially because Kool-Aid McKinstry is kind of locked into that outside cornerback one role, but gives the flexibility to move him around, which I really liked. Um, some of the cons, I think his own coverage, he's not as good in off zone diagnosing routes in front of him. And then it's, he probably needs to improve his tackling just a little bit. He had eight missed tackles, 11% uh, on the season. So, uh, I do think he has all the makings to be a CB1, but he's just got to iron out some of those holes in his game to really reach his full potential. Yeah, this is a guy, he's like a he's like a blank sheet of paper right now, and I think sky is the limit for him. Um, I'll kind of mention, I'll kind of start with the cons because I feel like that is a better way to go about this. Um, I He's still learning the position. He came in as a safety, and he was really only switched over to corner like a year and a half ago. So like you said, with the zone coverage, I also wrote that. I think he's still learning the nuances of zone coverage. He'll go up, he'll go out completely into the flat and give up catches where there's no threat over the top or on his side of the field. Um, So just kind of diagnosing how offenses are going to attack you. I think he still needs to grow in that aspect. Um, And I know you mentioned him playing in the slot. I, I wrote, he played a lot. (laughs) He played a lot of slot corner this season i hate him please don't do this in the nfl um <laughs> i think most of his big plays that he gave up were two-way go balls uh out of the slot and i just think he's more comfortable on an island with the boundary next to him so i think that's probably where he's gonna slide in the majority of the time for the positives an elite athlete i know we mentioned 
Quinion Mitchell as an elite athlete and Nate Wiggins as an elite athlete and his teammate Kool-Aid as an elite athlete. This is an elite, elite athlete, a two-sport athlete at Alabama. He played basketball as well as playing football at a major SEC school that is not easy to do, and especially not when you're about to be a first-round pick. Um, I love his physicality and press cut, press man coverage, like you said. He gives wide receivers a hell of a time trying to get off the line of scrimmage, um, and it shows in the way he plays the run game too because I know you said you didn't like his tackling. His tackling needs some work. But, man, he comes down with force, and he plays physical as hell. So I really love that. And he's fluid breaking down and changing direction in man coverage. Like I said, two-sport athlete. Like, this this dude has all the makings of a corner cornerback one in the NFL if he gets over some of that IQ stuff. One more thing on the cons. I think he's just a little over-aggressive in the play style. Um, force penalties downfield. He's another one. Can get a little grabby downfield. But, like I said... He's still learning this position, and I think sky's the limit for a guy like this. And I think if I had to put money down, he's going to go number one uh, corner in this class. Yeah, and one thing I forgot to mention, too, because you were talking about giving receivers hell off the line of scrimmage, I think he also does a great job mixing up. Like he, Sometimes he'll faint his hands like he's going to get his hands on the receiver and then just bail, which I really do love about him. I think he has a head for the game, and he knows how to kind of keep uh, receiver like guessing and off off balance. All right, so let's go through our top sevens one more time, and then we'll get to a couple guys outside. So give me one through seven. So one for me is Cooper DeGene, two, Terrion Arnold, three, Kool-Aid McKinstry, four, Quinion Mitchell from Toledo, five, Chris Abrams Drain from Missouri, six, Nate Wiggins from Clemson, and seven, Ennis Rayshore Jr. from Missouri as well. Nice. So at one for me, I got Nate Wiggins at a Clemson. Ray, I'm going to make you believer by the next season. Um, Terion Arnold from Alabama is at two. Cooper DeGene from Iowa is at three. Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama is at four. Quinion Mitchell from Toledo at five. Ennish Rakestraw from Missouri at six. And then TJ Tampa from Iowa State at seven. Who are one or two guys for you outside of your top seven that you really liked or didn't uh- like? So Kamari Lassiter from uh, Georgia, I think he's a solid player. He's got excellent foot quickness and speed, uh, good instincts and coverage. I feel like he can play slot or or outside corner too. Uh, he's a little slender, similar to um, Abrams Drain, which is, I think, one reason why I didn't have him listed. But uh, overall, good player, and he's just so well coached in that Georgia secondary. Yeah, I loved him. He's another one, uh, extremely good athlete, maybe not elite long speed, but this is a guy that was a standout football, basketball, baseball, and track star in high school. He was also a wide receiver prospect coming out of high school. So this is another guy that is still learning it with the position playing corner. But um, I love his anticipation and and the way he doesn't let wide receivers speed him up. Um, I have a round two grade on him. He's at eight for me, but I, I really enjoyed his tape. Him and Tampa were were very, very close in grades. Um, for me, first guy I want to mention is uh, is Mikey Sandstrill. From from Michigan, I love this guy's tape, man. His tape is so fun to watch. Five ten, one eighty two, six interceptions, six pass breakups this year. He was a converted wide receiver in twenty twenty two, so he's another one still new to position, and he's been great. Just an absolute ball hawk. Tracks the ball really well down the field. He's got wide receiver instincts, um, great speed, great in run defense, tremendous tackler. I think he's a slot only player. He struggled when they have him on the outside. And I think his technique 
impress needs a little bit of work, but this is a guy, I think uh, I saw a comp to Kenny Moore, which I thought that was a phenomenal comp. I think they play very, very similar. Um, so I would not be surprised if this guy goes in round two, maybe maybe at the end of round two. Yeah, I, I like Mikey S. Uh, like I said, I think I agree with you. He's a slot-only type guy, but I say it all the time. It's fucking still valuable as hell in today's NFL. So as a starter, so I, I really do like him. And you mentioned the ball-hawking ability out of the slot too. Right. So, good play. You got anybody else you, you want to go over? Uh, not particularly anyone that I'm too much in love with. I guess maybe Jarvis Brownlee Jr. He's my, one of my um, senior ball standouts. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just I like his tape a lot too. I think he's really poised in coverage. He good anticipation and g- really good foot speed. He's another one. I feel like a little little slender, but uh, I think he can develop into a starting cornerback in the league. Yeah, senior bowl was was great for him because um, he had some up and downs in, in the film over the season, but. Um, really showed out at the senior bowl. So I definitely think he's going to be a riser. I think he's definitely got top a hundred potential for me. I just want to mention two guys who I have no idea what the fuck is going to happen with them. Um, First guy is Kalen King from Penn state who was in all of our top fives coming out of summer. Um, I think he was my number one corner coming out of summer. Just had a really rough season. Just yeah. Sometimes you get. Sometimes you got to know yourself, right? Yeah. Um, he he's fascinating because I think I think for him a lot of it was confidence this year. I think he just lost his confidence, which for corner, like you said, is maybe one of the most important traits to have. Because you can you can go from being really good to really bad very fast playing corner, especially in the NFL. I still think he's an easy mover. I think he's got good hips. I think he can run. Um, this may be a guy who turns into a slot only guy. I think the elite speed is like the big question mark for him, but I think the range of outcomes because he had such a good season in 2022 is very interesting. I have a day three grade on him right now, just on what he showed this past season. But if a team wants to take a chance on him, because maybe they feel like they can get him back to where he was, um, I'm very curious to see that. And then the other guy I want to mention who I had in my top five over summer is Dwight McLaughlin from, from Arkansas. Six two one nine. I forgot about him. Good, good, good callback. Um, this is a long rangey corner with excellent ball skills. Um, a former wide receiver in high school. He's really, really high IQ player, really knows route recognition. Um, always has his eyes on the quarterback. He got hurt this year and then he was subsequently benched. After that, I don't know any more information outside of why he was benched. Um, but he got benched, and he still had three interceptions this year. And all of his advanced metrics are excellent. And nobody's talking about him. Nobody was talking about him over summer, and nobody's talking about him again. Um, so I don't really understand it because I think he's got good mentality. Um, he's got good ball skills and production. And I just don't know what the issue is with him. So those Kalen King and Dwight McLaughlin are fascinating players. I think if McLaughlin goes day three in round four, I think he's going to be outstanding for a team. Yeah, that's a good, good callback. I was a really big fan of him uh, in summer scouting as well. I think this is the Dwight McLaughlin uh, podcast. So I'll, I'll take... <laughs> For sure. I'm not kidding. I've never seen anybody mention him. Never heard of his name once. It's on other crazy. Pod. It's crazy. He still had like a 90 overall PFF grade this year. And he yeah. got benched. 
Yeah, he picked off um, who did he pick off? Jaden Daniels, I think we won. Uh, yeah, he's really good ball skills, especially when he has his eyes on the quarterback. So, I'm curious to see how he'll, how he'll test because I think uh, I kind of quite had questions about his overall athleticism as well. I kind of have him in that TJ Tampa type of category. So, mm-hmm. combines will be big for this position group, but as, as it always is. Yeah, I agree. Some other guys that we didn't get to who I think are interesting could possibly round three guys. Um, Kalen Carson out of Wake Forest. Really good athlete, really good NFL frame. Just he's a he's a boomer boss player right now. And then uh and Kyrie Jackson as well from Oregon, big long corner, six three, really loves to play in press man coverage, really knows how to use his length. Um, but the overall long speed I have it I have some concerns about. So want to see what he tests at the combine. But again, like we said, there's a ton of guys who who could be top 75 picks in this draft. So I'm really looking forward to the combine because as we know. Corner and edge is extremely important for the athletic testing. So going to be very, very interesting to see how all these guys test at the combine. All right, my man, that's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our cornerbacks ranking. Stay locked in with us. We got a whole bunch of draft stuff coming up. We got combine reviews. We got wide receivers. We might have a mock draft coming up soon. So stay locked in for all of that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. You can also find us on underdogpodcast.com and stick with us as we head towards this 2024 NFL draft. Ray, my friend, appreciate you.